All right, welcome to the Head of Curve podcast. This is our first episode. I'm so excited. I'm your host, Kirby, and I have my gracious guest, Brandon D. George. What's going on? I'm just really happy and I'm proud of you, Kirby. Yeah. Thank you. And, and and you just showed me how much you fuck with me because you said yeah. Brandon D. George. Yeah. Everybody calls me something different. What they call you? Like, I, I have people bring me on stage and say Brandon George. Yeah. Some people say Brandon D. Yeah. Some people say Brandon. Do the, you prefer the, Brandon D. George? What they say, Brandon. I heard somebody call me Brandon D. De, De George. I was like, <laughs> I was like, motherfucker. Brandon DeGeorge. Brandon yeah. D. You Brandon my D. homie, though. So, Brandon yeah. D. George, you, like, really my homie, and we talk every day. And I was, like, in my head, like, who is going to be my first guest? What am I going to talk about? And I'm like, why not you? Because I was telling you I wanted to start this podcast, and we talk every day. So, I'm like, we could just put a camera in our face, microphone in front of us, and just talk how we normally talk. Exactly. Because so. our, our regular conversations be lit. Lit. So bunch, I, of, yeah. bunch of shit talking. We, <laughs> me and this guy are so much alike. It's crazy. Like, we're comedy twins, I want to say. I feel like we are. We have, like, some I of the same like DNA. Are. The stuff yeah. we think about. And we ain't shit is what the conclusion I came to. Like, you and I, we not shit. I, you know what? It's so funny. Rodney Perry told me a couple of days ago, he was like, I'm one of the nicest cues that he, that he knows. Yeah. And, like, I'm a really great guy. And I was yeah. like, but Rodney, I ain't shit. Yeah. But but yeah, you know. But I, 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 yeah, yeah. We can't get too much into it, but yeah. But his, his, his this this is what it is though. Mm. We know us, yeah, and we have accepted us, and it's not like we accept that our flaws are forever. Right. But we accept that we're flawed. Yeah. And for sure. Like the process of working through those flaws is, is a process. Man, I'm flawed as hell. And I don't I didn't know how flawed I was until you get into situations and you realize where you're lacking at. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have known it was a problem because I'm so used to operating that way until someone else brings to the forefront like, like you know, you could work on this or I yeah. feel this type of way when you do this. So I'm like, damn, maybe that is something I need to work on. I'm telling you, the, the last six months, I've always, my whole life, I knew I wasn't shit, but I always thought, like, I'm still a great guy. Yeah. The last six months, I've had to take a serious look at myself and ask, are you even a good person? Really? You? Yeah, man. Really? I really started to wonder, like, am I f- just a fucked up individual? Because I, I reflect on some of the things I've done, okay. some of the, the harm I've done, not even in a romantic way. Right. But just, like, the scamish type of ways yeah. that I have at times. Like, I don't like me when I'm desperate. Okay. When I'm desperate for money, okay. I don't like the way I operate. You like an OnlyFans de- desperate or like a knock no. you over a Suge Knight, knock you over your head type desperate? I'm in the middle. Okay. I'm, I'm, I, you send me money for one thing, I might use it for another. Oh, um, man. Okay. I mean, desperate times calls for desperate measures, right? Do they? Yeah. They, I guess it depends do. what you're using it for. I guess it does yeah. depend what it is that you're using it for. Like my, I owe my mama $50 right now. And okay. She, and she wants her, her money. She almost <laughs> she died recently. 50? She almost died recently. Right. And she called me and was like, I still want my 50 <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, What's your mom's sign? Cancer. You okay. know, my, my mom and my wife are same birthday. Really? 20 years apart. Wow. My mom born uh, June 26, 1968. My wife is June 26, 1988. Wow. 20 fucking years apart. Wow. So I really want to talk about this, though, because what I know about you, you're a great guy. 
I know. And I, I appreciate know that. what I I know I don't know everything because I'm yeah. not like deeply into your personal life or see how you interact with your family at home, but you you always have a smile on your face. You're very helpful. Like if you have resources, you will give me your resources and help me black like, curb. I just just the video you sent me today or like you will send yeah. me like an ebook or you're you're always passing along information. And a lot of people don't do that because in the industry we're in, people are so selfish because it's not a lot of opportunities for us. So everybody yeah. feels like there's that one and how they say Usually it's like one black comedian who gets a shot. So when people get the information, they don't really share it. Like it could be auditions going on or something's going on over here. You won't hear about it. You're like, damn, I ain't hear about it. How y'all knew about it? You know, that's because everybody's not sharing information. But every time you have information, you always like, you ever heard about this? Or you should, I think this will be good for you. Yeah. So it's not a lot of people. We talk about finding our tribe a lot in this comedy, acting, filmmaking realm because we live in Atlanta. And it's hard for us. We talk about how hard it is for us to find our tribe. Yep. And it's really hard. Like that, I feel like that's what's helped me back a little bit because the people that I was associating with weren't necessarily propelling me to the next level. It's yeah. like I realized that I was the most ambitious person in my circle. And that takes me nowhere. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. it's, it's so crazy. I, I, I was having a conversation with my, my homeboy last night because I went to um, a screening for a music video. Mm-hmm. So he has a record label. Okay. He's been rapping since we were 11, 12 years old. Consistency. He's you know, he 34 now, just okay. like just really starting to get his okay. his career going. Okay. And I was telling him, I said, bro, I, I'm starting to see who my tribe is now. Mm-hmm. And and we, we have those conversations and you, you watch people like eight, the 85 South show. Yeah. They have like, they so click tight. Yeah. And they they work so well with yep. each other and you're like, man, mm-hmm. I wish I had that. Me too. But then yeah. if you take an honest look around, we kind of do. Do we? We kind of do. A little bit. I so ain't think about front. A, a look is budding. It's it's yeah. is in a process. But yeah. think about me, you, yeah. you're you you're you're part of my tribe. Yeah. Brandy, yeah, a part of my tribe. Plug, yeah, part of my tribe. That's so it's true. like we have people and all That's we true. have to just be okay with reaching across mm-hmm. and and like operating within and that's part of it we don't want to admit where we at yeah like where, where our career is actually at reaching across to, to niggas who are right where you at versus trying to reach reach all up, up here yeah. you know what I mean? that's yeah. i think like when Issa ray said that a lot of uh creative people that resonated with us yep. a lot because it makes so much sense because we're always trying to go for the person higher above us but they're like i got my own people yep. why would i put you on before i even put my own people on so yeah. the people that we know and it's very few because i have a lot of friends and associates in this industry but as far as when it comes to putting in that work everybody's not willing to put in that work and i'm like i can't be the only one yeah doing the most i need us to have like an equal grind like we don't have to be on the same level because i'm always here like when i get an idea for something like i'm up here you don't have to be up here with me but be close yeah i was finding myself in situations like this and pulling and coming back to people saying we could make it we could go we could go so i'm already over here but i'm coming back to motivate you and help you and get that give you that mindset to where I'm slowing myself down. Like I could have been getting closer to the goal, but because your your mindset's not there yet, yeah. or your ambition and your hustle not there, I'm slowing myself down trying to get you to be right here. 
when I should have been like reaching out to the people who was already there with me getting closer to the goal. Exactly. So. I'm, I'm gonna tell you two things. One, you, uh, myself, and Brandy have been working on something. Yeah. And Brandy is a mother. She's dope. She, she'll she'll go get her. She dope. And and you are about your shit too. Thank you. And it got to a point where you guys were doing stuff on my project. And I was like, yo, I can't let these bitches outwork me. <laughs> Man, but that's the that's the friendly competition of being competitive. Yeah. Because we, okay, so Brandon has a, a show. I want you to, let me not touch your knee because you married. Not that I'm trying to, but you it's know. All, yeah, no. And no you got to be I'm, careful. I'm going to show Chris that part. Yeah. I'm going to show Chris that yeah. part. So, um, <laughs> so Brandon is working on a series. It's so dope. It's called The Renewal. I'm going to let him talk about his own project. Yeah. But when he, you came to me with it a couple years ago, you told him it was a short film yep and you, and you say oh no this need to be a series yeah so we've been working on that he asked me to direct it and i'm what made you ask me to come be a part of the project i think from jump I always said i wanted to have a female's voice like a part of the the writing process i guess mm -hmm. or just the vision of it i right. want a female's touch on a vision okay because like i i can write uh, a girl dialogue mm -hmm. but I'm not a woman I'm True. not a girl right so I can only like touch surface level what I think a girl would say yeah but as I've learned there's certain things I would throw out mm -hmm. and y'all be like yeah Man, ain't no 30 year old woman gonna say that we, like, oh, what? we be having to tell this dude sometimes <laughs> it's like he be saying some stuff and it's like nah I wouldn't say that Brandy wouldn't say that yeah this girl wouldn't say that yeah. so yeah and and I can appreciate that. yeah so it makes it I, authentic when I saw D for day yeah when I, when I saw what you did with your short yeah I was like Kirby yeah Kirby I appreciate that's that. it I, I gotta bring her along I appreciate that and it made me excited because I've been I've always wanted to work on a, a series and it's been so hard for me to try to get my own off. But I was like, hey, you're still working on one. Even if you could help someone else actualize their dream, like you're yeah. still doing it because it's going to yeah. prepare me for my project. Exactly. And we're going through all the trials and tribulations with yours. So I'm really excited about that. Like, do you want to tell the people what it's about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just touch back on something real quick okay. about me always giving the information or the resources mm -hmm. I might have. I come from an athletic background yeah. and I can remember back to when I was like a junior and there was a freshman who came in his name was um uh we called him booby miles his name was Kenny miles okay um and he came in and he said yo I'm, I'm gonna take your spot mm -hmm. and I, I told him I said okay let me show you how mm -hmm. and I pretty much took him under my wing okay. and just gave him the game of like what to do yeah so I romanticized that in the sense that in life, I want people to feed into me mm -hmm. and I'm going to feed into people. Yeah. But as you grow up, you, you start to learn like people ain't, nobody's going to do yeah. that. Yeah. So I just try to put that energy that I want. Definitely. I put it into yeah. other people and somebody like you, I know you're going to take it, decipher it. If, if I can use this, then, mm -hmm. then I'm going to use it. If I can't, then fuck it. Right. Which you've done. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But if it's something that you can use, yeah. you'll use it and mm -hmm. you, you're appreciative of it. Yeah. So it's just, it's just a certain energy that I want to put out to people. Yeah. Cause the law of reciprocity, like what you give is what you receive. Yeah. So I, I find myself, um, trying to be like that as well, because I'm like, 
if I had someone to tell me or to share the resources with me when I was really like trying to do this, like how mm-hmm. much further I would be. Yeah. And so I try to do that because I'm like, no one's giving me information and I'm a Virgo. So I'm a researcher. I like to research like, and that could be my problem too, because I try to have perfection with the details and stuff instead yeah. of starting. I try to get everything in order, like the who, what, where, when, how it's going to happen instead of just starting. Yeah. But I don't want to do that anymore. So it's like, I like to share the information with people. Like I'll get information with people because I do so much research. I'll share with people and I'm like, hopefully somebody uses it because yeah. I'll be like, okay, this is perfect for Brandy. This is perfect for Brandy plug, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but about the renewal, it, um, it started off as a 19 page short. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was really dope as a, as a short. Yeah. It's a cool short. Yeah. Uh, but there's elements to it I feel like that, that were missing, and mm-hmm. uh, I let you read it. And he was like, "Nah, dude, this this could probably be a series." Yeah. He was like, "Find find those points in the uh, in the script where you can chop that, probably add an ending, and then pick it up yeah. somewhere else." So we did that, mm-hmm. uh, and then it evolved to, "Ah, oh, man, mm-hmm. it's still so much more here that that yeah. that can happen. So much more you can do." Yeah. So then we start to break down. Uh, that portion of the script and develop it into something that's even bigger than what it started as. But the renewal is based on a couple who have been married for uh, five years. Um, They've been together since college. Right. And they're in that, that, I guess you could say that seven year itch, Mm -hmm. but it's it's starting at at that five year. uh, And they're in the process of renewing their vows. Okay. But they have a secret. Mm-hmm. The husband has a secret and the wife has a secret. Okay. And it's just a, a story of how are how are we going to live with these secrets yeah. uh, up to the renewal? And, hell, do I even want to renew? Yeah. So that becomes a real question. Do so I want to continue? Now I want to go into this because I know you're married. So how long have you been married? Eight years. Eight years. Wow. That's crazy. Dang. Yeah, eight years marriage, five years dating. So, uh, this January it'll be thirteen. We hit officially. 13? Oh shit! January is now. Yeah. Yo, I'm about to hit he thirteen to... years of being with her. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Thirteen years. Yeah. That's crazy. And to be so young, to be yeah. so young, and to be with a person like that. So, a subject I want to touch on because we talked about this while we were doing pre-production for the renewal yeah. and I posed this question because we were writing the script and coming up with the story and uh, I said should there be a whole phase in a marriage yeah <laughs> and that's such a that's such a great question yeah I, should there be I, a whole think, phase in a marriage like, I think there should it sounds crazy yeah it sounds crazy because when you get married, you're thinking this is my person for better or worse, sickness and health, whatever the vows are, you committed to that yep. person. But us as people, we have to start dealing in reality a little more. And it's like, can a person really be monogamous for the rest of their lives? A subject I want to touch on, cause we talked about this while we were doing pre-production for the renewal. Yeah. And I posed this question cause we were writing the script and coming up with the story. And uh, I said, should there be a whole phase in a marriage? Yeah. <laughs> and that's such a that's such a great question. Yeah. 
should there be I, I a whole think, phase in the marriage? Like I think there should. It sounds crazy. Yeah. It sounds crazy because when you get married, you're thinking this is my person for better or worse, sickness and health, whatever the vows are, you committed to that yep. person. But us as people, we have to start dealing in reality a little more. And it's like, can a person really be monogamous for the rest of their lives? Especially when you started at such a young age as you yeah, did, being yeah. with that woman. Uh, and we it's started like, dating, she was 19, I was 21. Yeah, Had so... just turned 21. Yeah, see, that's young. Very. That's young, and it's like, yes, I love you, but it doesn't take away my humaneness. Like, I still find other people attractive. I still have eyes, you know. I may vibe with this person. I'm not trying to have this connection, but sometimes you'll be at work, like the whole work wives and work husband yeah. situation. You don't be expecting that person to, like, be your confidant and, like, the person you look forward to, the person who makes your job bearable, but it's like, you have that person and y'all have some type of connection. And I don't want no one to get in trouble, like, oh, my wife be at work all the time or my husband. But that's, like, you never know when you're going to form a bond with you someone. You never know. I've I've been in acting classes, and I've watched someone perform, a young lady perform, and I'm like, like it's it's just something, yeah, it strikes something in it's you, something. you like, oh, right? and it's not everybody. <laughs> sometimes like you could be the most faithful person, but sometimes you just vibe, yeah, it's you it's catch a energy. vibe, and it's that energy with a person. So when we was writing the renewal, we were talking about the episodes. I said, should there be a whole phase in the marriage? Because people hit those stale points in their relationship where they, they have to figure out how to spice it up again and make it sexy. And it's like, do you, do, would you allow your partner to have a past or, you know, like, or a present? Yeah. Would you allow your partner to have a present? Yeah. That's a real question. Yeah. So like for me, do I, I do I think that people, men specifically, mm-hmm. can be monogamous for 30, 40 years? Yes, they can. Okay. Yes, they can. So it, the myth is debunked because I I was a type of person who thought that men couldn't be monogamous, but I heard enough men say, yes, we can. So now when I hear other men saying, oh, you don't understand what it's like to be a man, like it's my nature. Now I'm like, nah, because there are men out there saying it's possible it's to possible. be monogamous. It's okay. possible. Because what it boils down to is choice. Okay. Choice and opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just going back to what I was saying about being in in, in acting class or, like, I've seen people and uh, it's like this instant attraction. Okay, now I got to tell myself, stay away. Okay. Right? Yeah. Don't, don't be around this person yeah. like that. Uh, even when I'm in a comedy club, mm-hmm. I do my set, I get off stage. Yeah. I'll flirt with you on stage. Yeah. My wife could be... In the crowd, yeah. I'll flirt with you on stage. That's but when I get off, I'm 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 gone. Yeah, like I try to eliminate opportunity. Okay, but that's smart. But I think men can do it. It's about choice, and I don't think men should have to do it. Okay, explain that, please. So, when I was in high school, a lot of my friends was drinking and and, and smoking. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Okay. I had my own reasons uh, because of my father or whatever, but it was a choice yeah. that I made to mm-hmm. not do it. Mm-hmm. I had that choice. Yeah. And I feel like uh, monogamy, oftentimes, we want to step out simply because we're told we can't. Yeah. 
you're the danger me, of it, the thrill. Man, nigga. The thrill. Just because you're telling me I can't do yeah. it makes me wonder how I can. Mm. Is that rebellious spirit? Mm. Is uh, that a man thing or uh, is it a human thing? I think feel? that's a man thing. Okay. I think that's a man thing to, okay. to be rebellious mm-hmm. in, in that sense. Um, but I, I also feel like marriages or relationships, specifically marriages, can get to a point where you just ain't feeling that person the way you felt them before. Yeah. And you start to say, do I want something else? Yeah. And maybe maybe you might need to step out or step away. And that's oftentimes when people get a, a separation. Yeah. Um, and that's when you might go through your whole face yeah. and say, nah, I'm cool. Let me go back home. Right. Or yeah, this is it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm for the streets. Mm-hmm. So let me go ahead. <laughs> let me go ahead in this for relationship sh- where it's at. Right. But uh, me, I, I, man, I tell my wife all the time, like, yo, I wish you could just leave me for about five years. We had this conversation before when we were doing that comedy show over yeah. on the South Side yeah, somewhere. It's like did. on Old Natty when we were talking about this and you said that number, you said five years. Yeah. So what is it about the five years why you feel like? Because I think that first year, it's going to take you a minute to get back in the rhythm. Okay. Uh, that second year, you, you've lined them up. Okay. That third year, now you can start diving mm-hmm. in. Okay. That fourth year, you start to get tired. Okay. I mean, dude, this ain't really what I want. Yeah. Year five, okay, I think I want to go back home. Let me start making that transition. So wow. it's just stages. It's just stages. Five years? I had a homegirl tell me, man, all you need is a year because it ain't nothing out here. It's not, though. And But see, the thing is, people want what they can't have because most single people want to be married. And mm-hmm. most married people like... I need this. I could be by myself, yeah. you know. So I struggle with that myself because I'm almost like one of those new age people where it's like I have the new age thoughts and stuff, but then I'm also like a traditionalist. Like, but me, I'm like, I could have a life partner without necessarily getting married. But technically, that's like being married. So am I just saying this new age shit? You know, I don't know. You know I don't I- know. I really don't know either, man. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if, like, I don't know if the people who came before us mm-hmm. had it wrong or if I we got did. it wrong. I think we're getting it right. I think our generation, but more importantly, the generation under us, whoever they are, are they Z? Yeah, they, they Z. the ones who really getting it right. They the ones fighting back out there, really protesting for real. But I think, like, our parents was just told... I think with the millennials, we're the generation that start questioning stuff. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We, start, we definitely start questioning We question shit. a lot of stuff. So I think we're that. But we still have those traditional thoughts to where we may question stuff, but we're not really out there going out there breaking the mold. We're not completely going against yeah, the grain. Yeah, we're not going against the grain. We're walking like, man, this, yeah. this shit don't feel right. Yeah, but we still doing it. Like, it don't feel good, but we still doing the things that don't feel yeah. good. But the generation under us is like, no. Yeah, no. we ain't doing it. They don't even like to be called male and female number. They're like, I'm they, she, he, I go by these yeah. pronouns. I'm like, what is all this stuff, you know? So that generation is really the one breaking the mold. They're like, hey, the polygamy, you're hearing those conversations more of the polyamory and polygamy and all polyamory this Polyamory is the one that has caught my, my eye the most. Me too. I like polygamy. I don't like polygamy. I think, but I feel like polygamy is more selfish for the it's man. It's for the man, yeah. And that's why 
polyamory has caught yeah, my attention more. For sure. If I could just do polygamy, I'd do it. Of course, but, as a man, you would. But I'm open to a woman exploring the things that she wants to explore too. Okay. I'm open to that. I like I like when men can admit that because when you're not so much in your ego to where you're like, no, this is my woman. Because I was yeah. having this conversation with my homeboy and he was explaining all the benefits of polygamy. So I said, okay, I, I listened. I took it in. I said, okay, how does the woman benefit? And it took him a while to answer that. I was like, you had all these reasons for why it could be good. You build in a nation and you could have more kids and you're pulling together resources. How does it benefit the woman? Because now black women are creating businesses at yeah. a, the highest rate of people. Like black women have become almost like the breadwinners. So if I'm able to take care of myself without your support, how does me pulling my resources with you and three other women help me if I could do it on my own already? Wow. That's a perspective I, I haven't even looked at. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's the, because men don't be thinking about women that much because it's yeah. like, I get the whole nation building and how it prevents women from being lonely and, you know, all that stuff and just that's building true. up, you know, that tribe of people, your family. But it's like, if this woman's making a bunch of money and she's independent and she's a go-getter, how is she benefiting by going into this situation with these women who may not be on the same level as her? If she's able yeah. to get the job done herself. Yeah. You know. That's a that's a great argument. Yeah. Because I, I, if I reflect on my wife, she, you know, she holds us down right now. Yeah. Uh, just off the strength of me losing my firefighter job. Yeah. Um, and... If I brought that to her attention today and said, hey, let's do polygamy, then, yeah, that wouldn't be fair mm -hmm. just off the strength of, like, this, I'm already provided. Nigga, Nigga please. Like, yeah. That's what she would think. Nigga, please. Yeah. Why? That is, yeah, that's a hell Why? of a fucking argument, man. Yeah. So it was really, okay, yeah. okay. Man. So are there circumstances to where... Like a, a certain criteria that a man must have or a man must have in order to even ask if polyamory or polygamy could be an option. And by criteria, I mean like he has to be meeting X, Y, and Z. Money. That's, yeah. That's what and I'm And I'm, I'm going to tell you why because it's not that for everybody, but I'm going to say that's the number one criteria, right? Because men always want women to understand why they chase other women they say it's in my nature right like mm -hmm. you don't understand what it's like to have testosterone like oh i gotta like, oh, yeah you know it's like oh <laughs> i gotta release and i gotta so it's like women understand that so it's a lot of women who understand men they need that like i need to it's it's the chase it's the thrill for a man but also if you look at nature when women are deciding who to mate with who do they go for they go for the most alpha male yeah. God so men think women are gold diggers because they look for money and they want a man to be successful and established. Men want sex. Women want security. And that's their nature. And that's nature. That's crazy. That's nature. Like, look at nature. Yeah. You want the strongest because you're thinking about your DNA, too. So it's like, yeah, he may have a bunch of women, but this man... 
he's strong he's tall he's handsome like he's smart intelligent that's gonna go some of that gonna go to my offsprings yeah and you don't want no weak ass children yeah so women thinking like that and they like okay he may have a bunch of hoes but i'm secure with this man i know at the least i don't gotta worry about the lights and having a roof over my head because he gonna take care of that easily yeah i i damn that's crazy yeah I never even like looked yeah. at the nature of a woman. Cause men don't be trying to. It's like they don't be trying to understand. <laughs> like at least a woman could understand like where men are coming from. Cause they be like, yeah. well, at least he come home at night. I know he like other women, but he come. They they're able to justify it because they know how men are. Yeah. But as soon as a woman doesn't line up with what a man think a woman should be, she's a hoe. I got over or that. I got over that yeah. years ago. But a lot of men haven't. Yeah. A lot of men haven't. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I overheard a conversation that Rodney Perry was having with somebody. I was I was being nosy. And he said something that was so fucking profound to me. Mm-hmm. He said it was in regards to man and woman relationships. He said when you do man things, everything works out. When you do man things? Yeah, like when you do man shit, mm-hmm. everything works out. Mm-hmm. So... When you handle your responsibilities mm-hmm. and you walk and talk and carry yourself as a man, yeah, even in your mistakes mm-hmm. on some man shit, yeah, it all works out. Okay. And in this moment, I reflect on that and it, like man shit is providing, man mm-hmm. shit is giving that security, mm-hmm. man shit is giving those affirmations, you know, yeah. reassuring that you are who you are to me. Right. Yeah. And and being that alpha male. Mm-hmm. And I guess when you are that, mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit easier for her to be like, mm, all right, maybe he can get a little extra piece of pussy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go on and bite your little uh, extra yeah. pussy over here. Mm-hmm. It is what it is because I know that you're a man. Yeah. And sometimes I saw this. I don't know her name, but it was a woman. She had a video. It was like viral circulating. And she said something profound she said can you be everything for that man like you want to be his one and only but can you be all the things that he needs yeah and i don't think people have real conversations about what they want in the beginning they're they're so afraid yeah of losing that person they're like this looks like potential for me so i don't want to say nothing or do nothing i can't really say this I'll raise you one. They don't even know yet. That's true. So going back, my wife was 19 when we dated. I was 21. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that at 34 I would have these feelings, these thoughts, these views because I didn't have that experience yet. I wasn't married yet, so Mm -hmm. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that the shit was an option. Right. right? All I knew was get married. That's who you with for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. It is what it is. You know, happily ever after. That comes from the generation before because huh. yep. no one talked to us about, like, my parents divorced when I don't even remember them ever being married with each uh, with each other. Maybe when I was, like, five, six, the last time I seen them together as a wow. couple. And so, and I'm going to tell you how messed up this is, right? I remember when I was in school. I was in middle school. And there was this black girl or guy, I can't remember, and her parents were married. And that thought was so foreign to me. I said, Mm. your parents are married. You're not black. We don't do that. I thought that in middle school. Wow. I didn't know that black people 
were married could have a successful relationship because I didn't know any successful married black people. Everybody was divorced. I would, I would tell you what's funny about that. I remember being young and one of my, my buddies, he said something about, yeah, my dad. And I was like, you got a dad? <laughs> but that's so fucked up. Right. That that's our stability. Yeah, Family structure is yeah, foreign to us, man. It is. That's wild. And she was like, yeah, my parents are married. And I was like, you aren't black. Th- those were my words. You aren't black because we don't do that. Wow. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's messed up. Sad. That's messed up. And it's like we're told to get married and do these things and go to school, you know, get the house, start the family. But was that happiness? Because they're like, what happened to grandma and grandpa? People who they weren't happy either. They were not happy. Grandma was had, she didn't have no resources and women weren't working like that back in yeah. the day. So grandpa had to go out and, you know, be the breadwinner and bring it back home and take care of the family. But shoot, grandpa was fucking and grandma was Grandpa had a whole other family. Two blocks over. Down the street, like, how? And grandma didn't know. Well, some grandmas knew, but they just was so gangster. They was like, man, I, I where else am I going? Yeah, what am I going to do about yeah. it? What, yeah. And, and that that is not fair. Yeah. That's not fair because grandpa is given to getting to live his life yeah. the way that he wants. Yeah. Right? Uh, he, he's getting stressed at work. Yeah. He's letting that stress off on yeah. Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> Down the street. But grandma. Who worked with grandma? Know they her, was know her since uh, Sunday school. Man, I don't want grandma and grandpa relationship because they was they was the savages. But and they were they, they were lying to each other. Yeah, they were lying. They were lying to each other. Yeah. they were lying to their kids. Yeah, and and the kids grew up and tried a lot of us. Yeah, <laughs> but something didn't feel right with us. We was like, yeah. hold on, because now we're questioning a lot of things. And but you know what? You know how they say fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. They said with our generation, people are actually staying married longer than generations it. before. I can believe it. So we're we're doing better than them actually. I can believe that. Yeah, and I think well, I'm not gonna say we're getting married younger mm-hmm. because they was getting married like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. So they got married pretty still young. Still going to grade, like still going to algebra. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> like, funny. Shit. But our, yeah. our generation is looking at love from uh, a more honest and realistic perspective mm-hmm. and realizing that the shit ain't all peaches and cream. Yeah, because I think once we realize that, it's like they say, who you want to go through it with, you know, deciding who you want to go through life with and understanding that there are going to be troubles and there are going to be situations that like it's not going to always be lovey-dovey and there are going to be long stints of time possibly where y'all just don't like each other yep like yes i love you but i don't like you yep i went through that yeah i went through that and 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 my my wife ended up picking up on my energy Mm. and she became that yeah so it was like I don't like you for whatever reasons I'm dealing with. Yeah. But now you feel my dislike. Yeah. And now you don't like me. I always tell people that I'd be like, I reciprocate energy. Like I'm never yep. acting. I'm always reacting. Yep. So whatever you giving me is what I'm giving to you. Yes. It may be petty, but I was like, I don't, I don't act. I react. Like I'm not just going to give you this energy, but if that's the energy you're giving me. Oh, if you funny, I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm, I'm tell you one of the things that made me kind of come back to life. Uh, in regards to my marriage, mm-hmm. I was listening to Tracy Morgan on a Breakfast Club. Okay, 
and this was after his accident, way after his accident, actually. Mm. And he was saying how he was on um, hospital bed, couldn't talk. Yeah. And the doctor said, look, in order to save your life, we're going to have to put a hole in your throat. <clears throat> but if we do that, you're not going to be able to talk again. Ooh. And his wife told him no. Okay. Because if you do that mm-hmm. and he lives mm-hmm. and you've taken away his voice, yeah, he'll never be the same. Yeah. So she was willing to bank on him possibly dying. Yeah. Versus him living without having his voice. Yeah. And being able to have his comedy and, and yeah. do what he does. Yeah. And I asked myself, I said, yo, if I went back out here and met someone else mm-hmm. and got married and I was in that situation, would they know how to make that decision? Mm. And I said, I don't know. Yeah. But would Chris know how to make that decision? Right. She would. Okay. And that's one of the things that made me say, stay where you at. Yeah. Stay where you at. Because she knows me well enough to know, like, if he can't be him, mm-hmm. he's already gone. Yeah. And that's a hard, like, I would, I would, um, I would know my partner well enough to know, like, even just like being a man, like he, men like need their confidence in. Yep. To not be able to talk and be expressive and especially because his livelihood depends on his voice too. Like he's a shell of a man. It's like when um what's the boxer name? Uh who got the Parkinson's? Ali. Yeah, like he go from being like this great man to like being a shell of himself. Yeah. Like and I'm pretty sure like he was like, Man, get me out of here because to be this strong figure, like knocking people out to the point where you can't even like help yourself can't do nothing because you are like a prisoner of your own body like and that's really what it is you're a prisoner of your body yeah that's and i i i i can trust that she wouldn't allow that to happen a real one a real one one. she definitely a real one yeah so how do you like when you are beefing with each other or whatever how do you guys who's usually the one to solve it to say you know what i feel like it's you Mm. or is it her you know what? I probably can de-escalate better. Okay. Yeah. And this is something I've been discovering about myself recently. Mm-hmm. I think I have anger issues. Really? I think I do. Okay. And I think part of why I don't like getting angry mm-hmm. or fighting yeah. conflict mm-hmm. is because I know I don't know how to deal with my anger. Okay. And I think that's like why I've just in life I've always just avoided conflict mm-hmm. because I'm a zero to a hundred type that's of person. That's me. Yeah. What's your sign again? Libra. Okay, so that's that's uh is that like wind? I don't know. Okay, men usually don't know. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> I was like I know the fire signs yeah. or whatever, but I'm the type of person. This I had to learn this about myself. Uh, I was working at a place a couple years ago. I was bartending. There's this lady. She was a host, and I guess I cursed her out. I don't remember. I cursed everybody out at the job because yeah. everybody tried me. And so she, once we were cool after that incident, I remember we were just having a casual conversation and she came to me and she said, Kirby, remember that time you went off on me? You hurt my feelings so bad. Like I went to the bathroom and cried and I couldn't even, she said, I couldn't even work the rest of the day. I went home early. Wow. I didn't remember. Yeah. Cause you, you, I was like, you must've took me there because I don't do that. And so I don't like to do that because when I'm angry, like, 
I don't care who around. Like I remember, I called my mom. Like one time, I got fired. It was like right before I was about to turn. Tw- I was about to turn twenty one. I had all these big plans for my twenty first birthday. Yeah. And this job fired me because they said they thought I was too ambitious for the type of job I was working. They thought I was too ambitious, and they said you're gonna be good in life. Like this is where we're gonna be at. Like that's trash. They fired me th- for that. That's trash. And so that's why I learned never tell people your goals and dreams in a workplace because they get jealous because that's all they saw for themselves. So they, I call my mom job. I'm heated. I'm like, these motherfuckers fight like my mom. Yeah. She at work. She probably like, she like Kirby. Like, <laughs> okay. I, but I couldn't contain the anger. Yeah. And that was my mom. I couldn't even censor it. Yeah, that's my mom. I was like, these motherfuckers fire me talking by. And she like, okay, Kirby, it's gonna be okay. Like, you know, she like, it's gonna be okay. We gonna talk when we get home. I'm gonna call you back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause she could be at my mom work at a bank. They could she could be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I couldn't. And it's like, I don't know how. So that's why. And then when that lady t- told me that, I said, I gotta change this. So I'm the type of person I'll I'll get real silent. That's how, like, that's how you know I'm angry with you. Like there are no words yeah and i'll cut you off uh, you know what i'm like that too mm-hmm. i'm the i'm when they say uh if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything yeah. at all because i, I go to kill i go to kill because if i say stuff it's like i'm going for the jugular like i'm yeah. going for, and i'm gonna hurt your feelings well for me i just don't know how to pretend like i'm okay with you yeah i, I don't know how I to pretend do that. i can't do that like I you want to I, w- I want to i don't know how to that's how i knew i wouldn't be fit for corporate america i said i have to figure out how to be my own boss yeah. because i won't survive in corporate america because it's a lot of brown nosing ass kissing yeah. i said i can't do that i can't laugh at a joke if it's not funny <laughs> i can't talk to you about your day if i don't yeah. give a I don't care about what's going on with you. Yeah, I can't do that's that. That's funny. <laughs> I don't care what's going on with you. I don't. I, I remember being um, in football, and I was like one of the nicest guys. Mm-hmm. Just funny. <laughs> I can't talk to you about your day if I don't yeah. give a. I don't care about what's going on with you. Yeah, I can't do that's that. That's funny. <laughs> I don't care what's going on with you. I don't. I, I remember being. Um, in football, and I was like one of the nicest guys. Mm-hmm. Just I was just I was a I'm, I'm a nice kid. Yeah. And my coach said something to me one day, and and I I watched him get cussed out and disrespected by all the players. Mm-hmm. And I was just always nice, and you know yeah. you can say anything you want to say to Brandon. He, right. You know he gonna let it ride. And one day he said something to me, and I said, Coach, don't talk to me like that yeah. again. Mm-hmm. He said, Oh what? I said, just don't talk to me like that again. And from that day, our relationship changed. Mm. And I just couldn't even find it in my heart mm. to be okay with him. Yeah. And, like, that shit pretty much he became the He was wondering detriment. why he couldn't disrespect you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think part of what it, what it was, I had just pledged Q. Mm-hmm. So I went up a notch on my manhood just from okay. the, some of the stuff that – I yeah. experienced mm-hmm. like there there was a moment during my process where like I, I can remember it. Mm-hmm. I went from cool, nice Brandon mm-hmm. to I arrived. Yeah, it happened like in the second. It was yeah. something that can't yeah. say, but it was something that happened. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a man. Yeah. Don't. What age was that? Twenty two. OK. Twenty two. How long you think it takes for a guy to come into his manhood? Oh, it's different levels. Yeah. It's different levels. There's 
there's manhood in the sense of like tenacity. Mm-hmm. And I think at 22, I hit that mm-hmm. where, you know, you're this visceral figure and, you know, you willing to go there with mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. Uh, at 22, I hit that. But then there's a certain level of manhood um, and maturity Yeah. where you know how to own up to certain mistakes. You know what mistakes not to make yeah. repeatedly. Like you've learned certain lessons and you say, okay, I get it now. Okay. And for me, that was, they say it happens at 30. Okay. I was told in my 20s, I was told that a man, when he turns 30, that's who he's going to be for the rest of his life. Hmm. I've learned that that shit is not true. Can't be, because we forever evolving. You're forever evolving. Yeah. And who I was, I was trying to rush to grow up before I turned mm. 30. I was trying to rush to yeah. get it together. Yeah. But even I can look at 30-year-old me compared yeah. to 34, yeah. and I'm like, damn, that's a, still a hell of a difference. Yeah, it is. Like, that's still a hell of a it difference. Uh, but I think ultimately it's between the ages of 30 and 35. Okay. When a man hits like, okay, he 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 grew up. Okay. And for some, some niggas never grow up. They be sixty five, still and, on some bullshit. And they be regretting it once they realize. That's why I say I do want a life partner because I don't. Our bodies are gonna break down. Mm-hmm. We're gonna eventually slow down and not want to be in the streets and stuff. Like I'm not in the streets now, <laughs> but I still have fun. You yeah. know, like I like to travel and I just like the, the freedom of, cause I don't have kids. Yeah. You be traveling. Being able to get up and go. I'll be watching you and your um, friends on, on your IG watch stories. Watch what like, I do damn. this year. Oh, like, oh, I wish I was with them bitches. Watch <laughs> what I do. The turn up this year, yeah. God willing. Oh, it's going to be ugly. Uh, man, I believe it. So I have this theory, ahead, right? Sorry. I, I had this theory. I came up with this probably about two years ago when I was thinking about like dating and stuff. I said a girl shouldn't even date or take anyone seriously until she's at least twenty five minimum. Twenty five. I can see that. Why? Because women take relationships more seriously. It's like they find a guy and it's like they put their all into this guy. So People start really having serious boyfriends around high school and stuff. When girls get into a relationship with guys, they put they invest so much into that relationship, right? Yep. But men are taught, hey, bro, you young, you go out there, you knock them down, you, you don't get serious about no woman, you focus on your money, yep. you go travel, you get yourself together. Yep. Girls aren't being told this. Nope. Girls aren't being told this because we're so Disney, the Prince Charming. Interesting. The fairy tale, like thinking we're gonna find that guy. There are girls who are like twenty twenty one thinking they wanna be married, you know. Yeah. But guys, they won't even consider most most men won't even consider taking a woman seriously until he has his money together. Yep. Or he's he gotten all that stuff out of his system. He shouldn't consider marriage until he got yeah. shit together. So now, by the time a girl's a girl go off to college, she may get into a relationship with someone. She's 18, 19 years old. She's experiencing her first heartbreak. Or she done got pregnant. Now, she done, I'm not going to say she ruined her life, but she's taking, she's taking herself off of her path because she was so focused on a man. She probably had to leave school because she pregnant. He didn't have to leave. She had now she's dealing with 
heartbreak issues, self-worth, self-esteem. She's 18, 19 years old going through all this stuff when you should be having the time of your life because why are you trying to be serious for a man when he's not going to be serious for you? Because they don't know how at that age. They're not thinking about that at that age, you know? It's a a lot of responsibility. A relationship is you're taking on another person's everything yeah they're mental they're emotional yeah. they're physical yeah and that's a lot at an early age and so by that age like by the time a, a girl is twenty twenty one, she's been broken down yeah. by having false hopes in this relationship thinking this was gonna be it but it's like how can that relationship be it with a 20 year old guy who don't even know himself how yeah. can he be your everything how can he possibly make you happy when he's just going out into the world himself like you are but women are willing to like sit themselves down and be in a relationship and try to cook and clean and have sex with this guy and not and cut themselves off to the world that's not fair and and not even realizing that they're wasting precious wasting time time. wasting time so that's why i say 25 because that's when i think a guy may have somewhat matured a little bit to where he's like i could kind of take you seriously because i've done kind of done that yeah like and 25 is still very young but i say at the minimum age is 25 because at least there's a chance for it to possibly work yeah and not to say like there are people who are high school sweethearts and stuff and who have gotten married young but like for the most part yeah so so all right so for me as a father let's say i wanted to apply that theory mm-hmm. to my daughter mm-hmm. Uh, how how do you package that? How you how do you present yeah. that? You gotta let them know the real. You gotta let them know like, this is what guys want. This is what guys are doing, and it's gonna be hard for you to find a guy. But see, it's probably gonna be harder for her because she's gonna look at you, and her mom's story, yeah. and say, "Y'all was nineteen and twenty one years old. Why can't I?" But I'm going to tell my daughter the truth, mm-hmm. and that's one thing about being a comedian mm-hmm. is that you kind of you realize that. Your mistakes are gold, right? right. Like they're gold oh, yeah. and material on stage, right. but it also could be gold and material in life lessons. Right. So I'm going to tell her the truth. And see, that's the thing. I don't think black parents, because I can only speak on the black, I don't think black parents explain themselves enough. It's just no. But why is it no? Why don't you want me dating? Ego. Yeah. But it's like you could say because kids are hard-headed and we're gonna know why because like you said why are you telling me no i want to know why and i was telling my mom i was like if you could have told me the reasons why you didn't want me hanging out with i see it now because we are so different like i probably would have took that path on had i stayed hanging with them but parents see that stuff they're like oh this person's no good for you like as a friend but they like don't hang around that person you think your parent a hater but they just see something that you don't see because you don't have that knowledge yet to see that so, like, if I were you, I would just tell your daughter, like, the real what it is like out here dating. Like, and most guys, they only want sex from you. And even me. I was a nice dude. I love conversations. Mm-hmm. But I really just wanted to fuck. That's what it is. I just wanted to fuck. That's what it is. That's what it is. And, and, and guys are, like, by that time, guys are master manipulators. Because they know what to say yeah. to get the draws, you know? So... Was I a woman just had yeah you yeah. were yeah you were <laughs> because it'd be the friends you have too and it's yeah. like you could be a good guy but the people the guys you are, like guys encourage their friends to be douchebags yeah whenever a guy even try to take up for a woman on the internet oh 
oh you a simp oh you lame as hell like why can't this guy be nice like whenever a guy takes up for a woman oh you must want to get some yeah, he it's just like yeah <laughs> like men are shitty <laughs> men are just, shitty man he's just trying to fuck yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm like man but tell your daughter the real because that's what it is and it just say like to know that so then she could you can still talk to guys and have your friends but don't thinking that you gotta be because women find a, a good guy and they're like oh this is my this is my person i don't want to talk to nobody else they cut themselves off to the world yeah. but a man never gonna cut himself off yeah I, I i told myself even before i had kids that i was gonna treat my son and my daughter the exact same good and and preach to them that you are single yeah until you're no longer single Right until until you get into a relationship where a guy says, "Hey, I I really want to be exclusive with you and like move yeah. something forward." Yeah. Until then, you have you three four yeah. friends. Yeah. Uh, and you know, hang out with your friends. So this is my thing. This is a theory. This is gonna be where we ended off at. We got about twenty minutes left. Right. So, I have this thing where I say I feel like women are bullied into monogamy. I feel like men are bullied, but go ahead. I feel like women are bullied into monogamy because men are able to express themselves sexually without feeling guilty. And if a woman decides that she likes three men, she's a hoe. If she likes two men, she's a hoe. Like a woman could only like one man, her guy. And if she's out there exploring her sexuality, then she's promiscuous. She's not wifeable. She's loose. She's in the street. She's for everybody. So I say women get bullied into monogamy because women have even adopted that mentality of, I can't be out here talking to a whole bunch of dudes because of the perception that's going to be perceived in me. I'm going to look like a hoe. Yeah. I, I can't talk to a bunch of people. But when a woman does that and a woman comes off as more of a free spirit and she's like exercising her right to her sexuality, she's a hoe. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I was able to get over that almost 10 years ago. Okay. Because there was a period of time... So, all right. <laughs> so, my wife and I have been together 13 years, 13. but there's been breaks. Okay. Or really, there was just one break. Okay. Um, and when, this is when I was in Los Angeles. When mm-hmm. I, I moved away for a little while. And during that break, I had a plethora of yeah. relationships yeah. in a 10-month span. Yeah, I believe it because men could do that. But, so... You know, there was someone that I, I really cared about. Uh, I, I, I edge on, I teeter on saying loved, but really cared about this person and knew that she was a hoe. <laughs> knew that she was a hoe. Yeah. And I knew she was doing what she was doing, mm-hmm. but I still accepted her, still wanted to be around her, still. Was she a hoe, though? Or, or to your, okay. She was a hoe. <laughs> He's she, like, she's a hoe. She, was a, she, she would even be like, yeah, yo, I'm a hoe. Yeah, okay, um, wow, okay. And then also with my wife, during that break, she had her own experiences. Okay. And in conversations with her, I always held her on this pedestal of yeah, being like Yeah, men got to stop doing that. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. I, I had her on the pedestal of being an angel. Yep. And through those conversations, I'm like, oh, this 
Men gotta stop. But nah, nah, she a human. She a human. She's a human. Men take away, and I'm glad you learned that, but a lot of men don't know that because I see the conversations on social media, and it's like a battle of the sexes, and men hold women on such these high pedestals. And when I say, when I say don't hold a woman on the pedestal, they think I'm getting into a whole talk. It's not a whole talk. It's like, please listen to me. I'm a human being, and I'm telling you what it's like to be a woman. I need you to really understand because the, the, perception is so like distorted of what yep. men think a woman should be that when she expresses her humaneness it's like uh like what you bitch what you doing yeah. and it's like she's being a human like this like if you see a woman and she got a fat ass and you look or you may want to like try something with that woman like you may be my man i could love you to death but it's something about alpha energy and the women don't give their attention to everybody so if this yeah. man has my attention he has something going on for himself but i'm a hoe now because i'm i'm feeling the energy and, and and that's why men when when a woman cheats on a man that's why it's hard for him to accept her again mm-hmm. right to make that comeback because he had on a pedestal he had this uh distorted perception yeah. as you said and now he sees her in a different light yeah oh shit yeah. she ain't this innocent yeah right Mm. she's not that yeah i can't accept that she's not that right she's a whole person yeah. she has a a good side a bad side yeah. she has a, a light to her she has a yeah. darkness to her yeah she's a whole con- entire complete person and it, it's hard for men to accept mm. women being human yeah and that's all i'll be saying i'm like sometimes it come off as like a lot of men be like Oh, nah, if you just want to be a hoe, go. No, I'm not saying I want to sleep with a a bunch of people, multiple guys and whoever it may be. I'm saying that women think the same way y'all do. The same way y'all do. And the reason a woman may have a little more uh, restraint for herself is because of the being bullied into monogamy. Like, I can't express myself like this because this whole label finna be on me. My mama taught me that when I was younger. She said protect your name at all costs like when mm, i was going into high school she yeah. said protect your name at all costs because as soon as somebody label you something you're gonna be seen as that for the rest of your life i, I do think that is important though yeah especially during those years yeah you kind of have to protect that keep that to yourself yeah. because there's a lot of bullying yeah and political sh- yeah shit that can transpire even mm-hmm. in high school yeah. in college i think you'd be more you could be more be that's yourself. why people go wow because it's like i'm not in high school i have to see you every day for four years yeah. i see you every day no matter what or how big the school is in college like there are people i would see one semester went see to two years later yeah that, same that school you know yeah. and it's like so you could kind of do your own thing in college but I just think that men should, like, just listen to women more. It's not like we're saying, oh, I want to be a hoe. They're trying to raise, wave their whole flag. It's like, no, I'm telling you, I'm human. And the same way you have desires and needs, I have those same desires and needs. Now, I won't act on those because I may love you. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't make me a hoe because... He just may be that nigga too. It's more than like one eligible bachelor out here, a guy out here, whoever. Yeah. You know, he may not even be a bachelor, but it's more than one good looking guy. Yeah. More than one guy who makes good money or tall muscles, whatever it may be, funny. You yeah. know? And it's like, yeah, just the same way you like a bunch of women. Women like variety too. Doesn't mean she's going to sleep with them all, but just know that there's. Man, women could be the biggest hoes. Like, if they you, can. man, they, come they on could. now. They like, could. Because it's easy. We don't have to do any work for it. It's like, I could. Meet a guy and say, hey, you, 
come here and we having sex. Like a guy can't say that to a girl. He gonna get a rape charge. Like yeah, that's funny. You know, you just send a what you doing text. Right. And it's, it's over right. There. And he's sending you a dick picture. You may have wanted to go to the movies or something. Yeah. So that's yeah. Funny. But yeah, this was a good conversation. I, I appreciate you for being my first guest on my podcast. I'm happy I'm your first. Yes, you are. <laughs> you are my first for this. Yeah, man. It's so dope. you got to come back soon. Um, and you doing your podcast and yeah, the renewal. Let people know about the renewal one yeah. last time before so, we have. Um, so w- the renewal, we're going to, as it stands right now, we're going to release the first several episodes uh, on YouTube for free. Yeah. And then the last one we're going to sell because we think it's just going to be such a great it will be. following that people are going to want to see how, how yeah. you know, it gets wrapped up, you know, see the end. So um, my goal is to at least have it out by June, July. Okay, good, good. Right, start distributing by June, July. Good. Hopefully we start filming by March. I'm excited. Um, I, I'm, I'm just trying to put in the work that I need to put in until from now till then to, to get it done. But okay. uh I'm I'm incredibly excited. Like if if there was something that you wanted to see, or a topic that you wanted to make sure we discussed in the renewal, what would it be? Mm. How to make that like how to get back to good? Like when re- when relationships hit that rough patch, like how do we? be mature adults and say we can leave but how do we make this work because it's it's a cop-out to leave and not necessarily because sometimes it's just not working but if we could make this work through all the bs and stuff like how do we get back to us and figure out how we you know manage to get to this point and like just see something work out you know okay i I would like to see that because it's so easy to get like a divorce or like leave the person because they messed up but it's like hey this the person you committed yourself to so it's them and all they bullshit. Well, with that, I look at that as as a contract, and contracts are meant to uh, either be broken or meet their completion. So this is what I heard from a pastor: marriage is a covenant, not a contract. Hmm. That's between you and God. Y'all make that commitment to God. So if not, it's not a contract between man. It's a commitment to God. To okay. death do you part. All right, all right, like, yeah. okay, that's god damn it, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, right, yeah, you got me, you yeah. got me. I'm I'm gonna figure something yeah. out for that. I'm Let me know when you figure that. it out. I'm gonna figure that. Let I'm me know when you figure it out. But Yo, thank this, you, this is awesome, Kurt. Thank I'm, you, I'm happy I appreciate you. it. I'm I really happy for it. you, man. Thank you. So, until next time, you know, this is the head of Curry podcast. Peace. That was good.